Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and Happy New Year to you and your listeners. George, uh, just before we move on to this whole area of illness and isolation payments, uh, some people have been texting in there. I, I mentioned one to Minister Brown about the means testing of people who suffered during the flood damage. Have you got a view on this, and have people been contacting you about this? Yes, indeed, Alan. Uh, I do have you. I think the means test uh, that is in place in, in, in the, uh, in the with humanitarian assistance scheme is, is, is ludicrous given what people have gone through. Uh, hardworking people in particular uh, were maybe a, a couple are working. Uh, you know, they could have, you know, 40,000 euros worth of damage done to their, their homes. And, uh, you know, the indications are, yes, you would get a percentage under the humanitarian assistance scheme. But the notion that people would have thousands of pounds at their disposal to reinstate uh, uh, furnishings, etc., or whatever essential stuff is in their house uh, at the drop of a hat, uh, to me, is quite, quite ludicrous. Um, and in many instances, there are people who do not have flood insurance because they appear to be in a, in a, in a flood zone or, or insurance companies are reluctant to insure them because of the location of their homes. Uh, you know, in, in situations like, like Bridgetown, which hadn't flooded for, you know, maybe 20 years and, and, and indeed longer in terms of the extent of it, uh, the notion that people uh, who, are, who go out to work, uh, you know, both, both husband and wife and indeed all household income is taken into account, uh, the notion that they would have to fork out, you know, tens of thousands of euro uh, because they're above a certain threshold, to me, is is ludicrous in in the situation of, right. of an emergency situation like this, and it really, really has to be looked at and, and reviewed. And have you had people coming to you in this situation? If so, I don't obviously don't want you to name them, but what have they been saying to you? Well, basically, I've had people coming to me to say that they've, uh, you know, really been sort of poo-pooed when uh, the notion of, of uh, compensation. Uh, under the humanitarian assistance scheme was put to them. People who've had their, their whole lives destroyed in, in over the period of a couple of hours on, on Christmas Day of all days, where, where you know, the, their furnishings are destroyed, their floor coverings are destroyed, and, and then have to face into a situation where probably the first time they've ever asked for support in their lives uh, are being told, well, you must do this and you must do that, and, you know, there are restrictions on it, and there are, is a means test, and because you're working you're going to be penalised, I think, is a real slap in the face. So this humanitarian assistance scheme must be looked at in terms of, of saying to people who go out day in, day out to provide for their families that, listen, we're, there to, we're, we're going to be there to support you when you need us. Right, let's move on to another talking point at the moment, the return of the schools. We've heard from two school principals, one in Bunclody and one in Enniscorthy today, but I've got a text in from a Morning Mix listener. A text line is open 0873737956. This text says, I'd like to know how can Norma Foley or the government say schools are a safe environment? Poor children have gone back to school today to sit in a classroom with windows wide open with cold sun in this cold weather. It's an absolute disgrace. They want people to minimise contacts, but put 30 children in one class together makes no sense at all. The government don't care about the children in this country to throw them into schools knowing they're going to bring COVID home. That's a fairly feisty, strong text. What's your reaction to it? Well, certainly, you know, I personally welcome the return of schools. And I think the special rapporteur on, on child protection, Dr. Conor O'Mani, in recent days has, has come out very strongly in, in, in regard to uh, children and their attendance at school and the effect the pandemic has had on them, where, you know, he said it's, it's had an absolutely appalling impact on children. So the return of children to schools, I think, is is welcome in, in, once children and teachers and, and ancillary staff can be safe. 
uh, in that environment. I think, uh, you know, in recent days it's been revealed that the second highest number of clusters, uh, you know, in the early part of last year was, were actually in schools when, when the schools reopened again. Uh, the indications uh, that I'm getting at the minute is that there are a lot of families who are reluctant to send, uh, to send the children back to school. I spoke to, to the principal of one school this morning where a third of their kids are out. Um, you know, so there is a reluctance because they don't feel confident that the government have done enough Right. to ensure the safety of, the, of, the, of, of their, both their children and, indeed, the teachers. I mean, we've had this long enough now uh, not, to know, not to know that, you know, the installation of proper uh, ventilation and HEPA filters are, 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 is an absolute essential. The, the government back in September stopped uh, making children who were sitting alongside uh, uh, some uh, child who tested positive stop stop making them a close contact. Hmm. I mean, ludicrous stuff like that. But certainly, I think... For the for the mental well-being of children, right. I think it's essential that we, we get back to school, but it's essential that we do it safely. Right, so doing it safely then, so I take it from what you're saying to me there is that with the HEPA filters and proper safety measures, you will 100% support it, but would you not see the point from that listener as well saying 30 children in one class with the windows open wearing coats, she has a, he or she, I'm not sure if it's male or female, has a point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and that's where the safety element comes in. You know, these HEPA filters in particular have proven to be extremely effective, and we have to balance and weigh up. Uh, you know, uh, there are many children, not you know, some children out there, uh, and school is the most normal part of their day because of the social surroundings they find themselves in at home. So getting children back to school, I think, is essential. It's also essential for many parents who, who are in the work, workforce as well. So, uh, you know, I think but we must ensure that it's done safely. Uh, and in a realistic way. Uh, the notion that we have kids piled up with scarves, uh, scarves and coats sitting in a, in a cold classroom is, is not on. There are other ways that we can do it, and, and we can do it in a safe and efficient manner. George, are you hearing a lot of complaints from teachers on your patch? To be fair, I'm not. Uh, and I think uh, I listened uh, uh, to Ian Wickham there uh, prior to, to coming on, and um, I think his positivity and his, his drive to get the thing done uh, is, is, is refreshing and welcome. Um, but to be fair, I haven't heard uh, teachers complain. They, they, they want to put their shoulders to the wheel. They appreciate the importance of getting kids back to school, but they want to do it in a safe manner because there's no use uh, go, you know, taking one step forward to end up having to take three steps back. Uh, this has to be done safely uh, and in a manner that is sustainable as well. All right, before I move on to the big talking point around offer conversation, which is illness and isolation payments, I'm very conscious of a lot of elderly people, many of them tuned into the morning mix, and they've been texting me and messaging me even after the show to say they're, they're still quite worried and they're still quite concerned, and it is a worrying time for elderly people living on their own. What levels of supports are out there? I know we've got the emergency number from the Wexford County Council. There are wonderful organisations out there, like Alone, to help as well. So if you are one of those people tuned into us this morning, who's quite concerned. What, what is out there for them, please? Uh, there, there is a huge amount of community buy-in out there, Alan, and that is, is still in place, even though not formally, say, through the community helpline and the council. Uh, we have local people willing to step up to the plate right across the county of Wexford in every community, as they have done right since the start of the, uh, of the pandemic. And certainly, whilst the community helpline is not in place, 
if anybody is in any difficulty or if anybody requires any assistance uh, with anything out of the ordinary or, 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 or of the ordinary, uh, certainly do contact Wexford County Council at 053-919-6000. That's 053-919-6000. Also, we have the Alone National Helpline, a wonderful organisation who have a seven-day-a-week, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. helpline, and their number is 0818-222-024. That's 0818-222-024. And they will liaise with you and people within your community to provide assistance and guidance in any in any issue that people may be concerned about. But certainly do reach out. Don't right. be alone. Are you, and are you getting comments like that as a counsellor to you from people? Because, I mean, I've had people contact me to say that they're literally afraid to go outside the door again. Such as, like, yeah. we've got to, keep, we've got to keep, keep the hope up. And to be fair to Minister of State James Brown, he reckons in nine days' time we'll hit the peak of this. And then looking at the, the projections, in a few weeks' time, hopefully we'll be over the worst of it. So we, we need to give people a message of hope as well. Um, hope, is, hope is everything in this scenario. And I think... You know, James alluded to the South African situation where this peaked and, and tailed off then quite quickly. So I think that's what we're facing into. And I think, to be fair to the medical experts, that's what they have advised. They have been right on every occasion, to be fair, in terms of their predictions. And I don't think there's any reason to doubt them uh, now. So we just have to see through this. Don't forget, you know, last year there was in excess of 2,200 uh, uh, people uh, in hospital in January. Uh, we have much less now, but we have uh, a strain that is is is, is very virulent. But uh, you know, um, the damage that it appears to be doing is nowhere near what what the Delta variant uh, uh, was doing. So we have to be hopeful, and we have to be hopeful that we will rid ourselves of this Omicron variant very quickly. Uh, but the message has to go out to people who are feeling vulnerable or alone. Do not feel vulnerable or alone because there is no need to. There are people there right within your community, right across the county to assist uh, in, in, in any instance. Could you please give out those two numbers again? You mentioned alone, you mentioned two numbers and you mentioned the council. Can you just give them out again, please, because people are asking yeah, the for Wexford County, the, the Wexford County Council uh, general line number, but they will provide assistance and guidance uh, and help and point you in the right direction. It's 53 That's 053-919-6000. And the Alone National Helpline, they're open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. is 0818-222-024. 024. And we speak continually to Sean Moynihan. I haven't spoken to him since late last year, but I'll get him on the line again because they do send out a wonderful message. And I know many of our listeners who are elderly have availed of their services. It's not lost in me. It's not lost in you. There are premises around the county at the moment that are currently closed because of COVID outbreaks. And then it leads us on to our final talking point this morning, which is illness and isolation payments and the effects on local business. What's the position here and what, what are the priorities to deal with it? Well, there are uh, many businesses that I've, I've seen posting, uh, particularly on social media, about the effect of uh, uh, having staff numbers down and they're closing on many of them until the end of January or until further notice. However, you know, the, the key thing is that they, there are supports there available for both the business and indeed the employees uh, for the uh, principle of the illness or self-isolation payment due to COVID-19. This is the enhanced illness benefit and it's available to employees or indeed self-employed people who are unable to work due to either 
had a diagnosis of COVID or they've had an instructor by a doctor or the HSE to self-isolate or restrict their movements. Uh, and, and if you've been told to self-isolate, you, uh, you know, you can receive this payment, uh, you know, by, you will either receive a text message or a letter from the HSE instructing you to self-isolate. Have that ready when you make that application on mywelfare.ie. You, you, you need a photo, you'll get a, a photo or a screenshot of a text message from the HSE confirming the application for the antigen test kit. Uh, and you, uh, and you must uh, isolate or restrict movements as required by pu- public health advice. But these payments are available to employees or indeed the self-employed to assist them uh, uh, and, uh, and the enhanced illness benefit uh, payment is €350 Euro, which would be most welcome I know to these people in, in, in the current time just to tie them over to get them through this, this current uh, crisis they find themselves in and uh, I would absolutely encourage people to step up and, and apply for that if they are either diagnosed or if they're told to self-isolate as a result of being in close contact. Are you concerned about the hospitality area in particular because they've, we're, we, we've lost a lot of uh, hostelries, pubs, they simply won't reopen. So um, that's a fact. We've lost pubs that will never reopen. Is it, this is becoming a huge worry, isn't it? It, it is becoming a huge worry and uh, the hospitality sector has been particularly uh, hammered uh, as a result of this pandemic. Again, I would encourage those people to investigate the financial supports, be it the employee, employment wage, wage subsidy scheme, the COVID restrictions support scheme, that's the CRFS, and that gives qualifying businesses a cash payment of, of up to 5000 a week, and that has been extended to the 31st of January 2022. The employment wage subsidy scheme has been extended until the 30th of April 2022. And this is where your turnover has fallen by 30%. Uh, and, and it really it gives you a flat rate subsidy per employee. So I would encourage all those businesses just to tread water as, as we get through this and, and, and yeah. don't be shy about applying for the financial supports available because that's what they're there for, to ensure that we keep these businesses in business, albeit under the current restrictions. I, I know you've mentioned alone uh, on two occasions, so we're covered on that particular number, but just people are asking for how they can apply for the illness and isolation payments, the details and that again. you Can you just give them a, me- a quick mention, please? Yeah, you can apply under mywelfare.ie or indeed, if you if you uh, go on to the, uh, any computer or get some assistance going onto a computer and just type in uh, illness or self-isolation payment due to COVID-19, you will get all the details there under the My Welfare site. Uh, if you want to receive a paper, if you have paper certificates that you want to send on, you can do it by sending it to the Department of Social Protection Illness Benefit PO Box 1650 Dublin 1. That's the Department of Social Protection Illness Benefit PO Box uh, 1650. Right, I've got and it. Yep. What you will be asked for is the day you are uh, out of out of work from to the date that you are going to be out of work until. So that should be either five days or ten days, depending on uh, the status of your your uh, COVID uh, situation, whether you are uh, close contact or whether indeed you are a positive case. Time has come up for me, but I just need a very quick response for you on this one. I cannot get a PCR test. I have a home kit positive antigen since 29th of December. How can I get the illness payment? And I have to just, time has come up for me. Can you give me a quick answer on that one, please? It's an important question. Uh, I would, I would recommend those people contacting their doctor just to, to, to get some advice uh, and perhaps a letter right. from the doctor uh, stating, stating that they have tested positive on an antigen. Okay, I'll mention that to Dr. Bill shortly after everyone. Thank you for taking our call this morning. Good morning to you. That was uh, Labour Party Councillor George Lawler. South East Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.